You're listening to the Brooklyn USA podcast, an occasional audio love letter from Brooklyn to the world. Each week, our show hides in a different corner of life in Brooklyn and seeks the stories, sounds, and scenery of the borough we call home. And for four long months, we've been standing at the intersection of the virus and the vote, disease and democracy, infirmary and infrastructure, politics and pestilence, taxation and taxonomy, the polis and the pathogen, of immunity and incumbency, of inaction and affliction, stand up and fight back, corruption and contagion, the ballot and the bug, an unprecedented crisis and a presidential nightmare, the world as we knew it and whatever comes next, a corner we've been calling 1920. Today, it's July 31st, and this time tomorrow, what will we know? Hopefully more than we know right now, which is at least more than we knew back in March, when we first set out to chronicle our community's experience of New York's COVID crisis. We heard from EMTs, transit workers, doctors, day laborers, nursing assistants, scientists, futurists, economists, activists, organizers, protesters, police, lawyers, sex workers, council members, spiritual leaders, librarians, teachers, students, restaurant owners, doomsday preppers, conspiracy theorists, artists, musicians, dancers, producers, friends, family, birds, and regular everyday people throughout Brooklyn and the world on how this unprecedented turn of events was unfolding around them. We learned a lot about the virus, the city, the government, the nation, and still have so much more to uncover about this mess we're in and the ones that await us in the fall. And so, we're taking the next month off to gather ourselves, disinfect our microphones, and find out just how much we don't know we don't know about how deeply COVID-19 has infected our city. But before we say farewell for the season, we're taking you on one last journey through this moment in time. And as a very special treat, Brick Radio junior meteorologist Griff City has graciously offered to be our tour guide. Hi, Griffin. Hi. Thank you for being a part of our show this season. It's been so Sorry, cool. I, I get shy. Even with my, my family, I don't, I, I like start off not even talking or covering my face or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now I can do, now, now I can just do this and no one can see me. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trick. Very clever. Hi, Charlie. Hey, Great to meet you. How old are you? Um, eight. I had you pegged for nine or ten. I'm still older than all my friends. Uh, they're all <laughs> somewhere at seven or something. I don't remember. Hi. Nice. How's it going? Good. Good to hear. We're all very excited to meet you, Griffin. Griffin, I think we've all felt like uh, your weather reports has just been like the glue that holds all of our shows together every person who's said anything about our show has mentioned the weather reports yeah. usually as their favorite part of the show and the thing they look yeah. forward to every week so thank you again you really made it happen for us i'm sorry i'm sorry it's i'm not i'm not that used to meeting people you're doing great <laughs> you have nothing to apologize for and so with duffels in our hands 13 hours till we land. We're out like a light, like a light in Brooklyn, USA. Good morning, passengers. Welcome aboard Brooklyn, USA Flight 37 to Brooklyn, USA on an A350 aircraft. The money that you have to pay to fly in this airline is zero dollars because this is not an airline. My name is Griff City and I will be your host and flight attendant today. We will be taking off shortly. Please fasten your seatbelt and sit back and enjoy the in-flight entertainment to Brooklyn, USA. I just recently I yeah. wrote down all the aircrafts that I know about. <laughs> How many were there? 
Maybe about 20, not not that many. Oh like my goodness. 25 maybe. 20 is a lot. I didn't well, even know there were like, that many different 30, kinds, Maybe so. 35 altogether. I looked at all the Airbus ones that they've made and there's not that many. Uh, what's, what's your favorite, Griffin? I would say the A350-1000. More fuel efficient. Oh. Is that that's a big one? Is that like an Airbus or is um, that a Well, one? no. Well, that's an Airbus. Airbus made the most fuel efficient. It's better than the seven eight seven, which is pretty fuel efficient. Got it. So Boeing is um, is the seven eight seven or is it Airbus? Uh, the the seven eight seven is Boeing, and the A three eighty, the A three fifty, the the A three. Why do I want to say 90? A, the A330, um, the A340, all the aircraft, that, that's all the aircrafts from Airbus. They always cool. start with A. Uh, okay. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Hello, passengers. This is your flight attendant speaking again. Today's in-flight health tips will be brought to you by Madeline Wormer. Thank you. And now, the new segment, Healthy Habits with Madeline. Madeline, can you tell us some healthy habits? Um, you have to brush your, um, put, brush your teeth and first you get your toothbrush and then you get your toothbrush and then you put your toothpaste on your br- on your toothbrush, and then you put it on your teeth, and then you turn it on, and then you brush it. That's all for today. Bye. Now we'll be hearing from two passengers who are twins. Welcome to my Twinterview segment. Today, I will be interviewing some twins. This is Miriam. She is my friend. She is eight, and she is Michael's twin. How are you today, Miriam? Good. Do you have any twin connections? Yes. What is the worst part about of being a twin? Oh, and what is your favorite part about being a twin? My favorite part is that you always get to be next to each other. You always have company. You always can have someone near you. Is your relationship with Michael different than your relationship with your older brother? How? Ooh, and do you like sharing your birthday? No. What is the funniest thing about being a twin? Um, that you always have to be together, and you always have to fight. That is funny. Is there anything else you want to share? Sounds good. Um, and is that it? Yep. Okay. Nice. Are you reading any other books right now, Griffin? Um, I'm trying to switch from Diary of a Wimpy Kid to Minecraft books. Ah. Uh, that's the book I will read. Uh, that was a movie too, right? 
the wimpy kid one? Did they make a movie of? That? Oh yeah, they 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 still have many movies to come. Oh, it's a series. There's a, there's a lot of books. Yeah, a lot of diaries. Griff, if there are any movies or things you've seen recently that you'd want to do a review of, yeah, or maybe you and your sister could do um, a review together if you guys have any. I am watching the Diary of Wimpy Kid Long Haul, the one that just came on to Disney Plus. Um, maybe I could do a review about that one. Maybe, maybe is that one? I don't, I don't know. It's pretty good so far. Pretty good. What are the books about? Who's the Wimpy Kid? Um, it's basically in the title. It's about a kid that is basically a wimpy kind of kid, and um. Every time he wants something, it goes wrong. Oh, like yeah. whenever he, his plan starts out good, and then it goes down to the wrong kind of part. Um, I should read those. I feel like that's my diary. We're experiencing turbulence. Hold on to your babies. It may get bumpy. Welcome to my fish family segment. And now I will be interviewing some people that just got a baby. What are your names? I'm Ruthie. And I'm Rodney. How old are you? I'm 32, but turning 33 in August. Ooh. And I'm 32 for the next year or so. Wow. <laughs> um, where in Brooklyn do you live? Um, we live in Park Slope. You just got a baby. Where are you going to take her in the future? I think, um, maybe Disney World? What do you think? Yeah, or the moon, possibly. <laughs> that might be possible. And that is the end of my Fish Family segment! Oh wait, I have one more thing to add. Now joining us is their baby. Do you have anything you want to say, baby? Hi, my name is Hallie, and I can't talk yet, <laughs> but I can spit up a lot. And now it's the end of my segment. Now, the second healthy habits with Madeline, and now the topic will be water or should I say hydration first I get some first I get some water and then I get some vitamins and then I drink plenty of water before I do anything fun with my babysitter or my mom and dad or anybody that I love are going on a short Spanish lesson from Miss Ladybug. Hola, yo me llamo Griffin. I am here with my Spanish teacher, Miss Ladybug. I have been learning Spanish from her on outschool.com for the past few months. She is the best. Can we do some words in Spanish? Si, sí, claro. How do you say New York in Spanish? Nueva York. How do you say listen in Spanish? Escucha. How do you say weather in Spanish? Tiempo or clima. How do you say spaceship in Spanish? Astronave. How do you say cool in Spanish? Qué chido or chévere. Thank you. Um, is there anything you want to say in English? You've been a fabulous student. I've really enjoyed having you in class, Griffin. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you for listening, listeners. Yeah, I'm, I like video games. It's just I'm terrible. I'm good at building, but then I never fi finish the building. I have about 25 yeah. worlds that I've never finished. <laughs> so you could walk me through it. 
because I don't know nothing about Minecraft at all, Griffin. It's my favorite game. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Um, I don't know anything about it, so. Get with a program, Kyle. Basically, all you have to oh, do yeah. is go to the app store and look it for Minecraft or something. Or unless you get a Nintendo, you can just get it on the Nintendo. I have a Nintendo account. I don't. I don't really understand. Yeah, I gotta download the app then, cause I have PlayStation. I don't have uh, Nintendo. I think I think you can do it on a PlayStation. Okay. Uh, my my friend, it's easier on the on an iPad or a phone. I've I've li I've learned. It's way too hard. <laughs> sorry, sorry. My my head in Minecraft will go up, and then and then when I finally get it down, it will stay down, and I can't do anything with my head. I can't move it. I'm serious. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'll download the app today. Okay. Cool. It's really fun because you can make worlds with different, like, spooky mansion or something like that. I just Whoa. recently found that I have just have to turn my head around to find a spooky mansion. Whoa. And, uh, Amazing. Incredible. Welcome to my Finn segment. Now I will be playing with my friend Finn. Finn, is there anything you want to say about my that you like about Minecraft? No. All that I will say is I'm going to be building in survival. Mm. Okay, let's do this. Are you ready, Finn? Yep. Okay. Can you help me with my head by um, hitting me in survival? Okay, let's play this game. What are you building, Finn? Just the wall, and then I'm gonna make a base. Can I help you? Pretty random. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Miko's um, swimming in the air. <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's what it looks for me. So that <laughs> that's so funny. Well, um, how can I help you with the wall? Wait, Finn, I'm going to help you. Wait, no, I'm, all, I'm not ready yet. I'm almost all set up. The captain has turned on the Fasten the Seatbelt sign. Please stay seated for the next interview with Jeopardy winner, Dr. Rachel Phoebe. Now, introducing... Dr. Rachel Phoebe. Hi, Griffin. Dr. Rachel Phoebe, do you, how do you feel about winning Jeopardy? Um, winning Jeopardy was the greatest thing I ever did, and I will probably never top it. It was so fun, um, and it was kind of the culmination of a lifelong dream. So, you know, checking that off of my, off of my life bucket list uh, was a pretty big deal for me. Mm. Um, my next question is, how did you know the answers to the questions? Uh, that's a good question, Griffin. I spent a lot of my life picking up useless facts um, and, mem and, and remembering them, not really on purpose. They kind of just stick in my head. Um, but fun fact, I actually won my game that I won with a wrong answer. So I won based on the math that I did for the final Jeopardy wager rather than my answer. Mm, that is crazy. Why did you want to go on Jeopardy? Well, I've wanted to go on Jeopardy since I was a kid. So when I was mm, maybe a little bit older than you, I started trying out for Jeopardy. And I, I auditioned, and I tried to be on the teen tournament, and I didn't make it. Uh, and I auditioned a whole bunch as a college student and as an adult, and I finally made it last year after trying for probably... 15 years to get on the show. Wow. Um, my next question is, what is geocaching? Geocaching is my very favorite hobby. It's where um, people who call themselves geocachers will hide little notebooks or trinkets um, or souvenirs inside of a container, and then they hide that container somewhere out in the world. And the point of geocaching is to find those containers um, and sort of log that you found them. 
Uh, and if you find it, you can write your name in the notebook and you can take one of the souvenirs or you can leave a souvenir. Um, and you find them using the geographical coordinates. So you'll know how many degrees latitude and longitude and you will you sort of just navigate to that location and then you have to search. So usually you'll be out in the middle of the woods trying to find a box or a, a pill container or something that is waterproof that has this notebook in it. And it's like a scavenger hunt out in the real world. Um, here's my next question. How fun is geocaching? Uh, I, I gotta tell you, Griffin, it is the most fun. It is, it is, like I said, it's like a scavenger hunt going on all the time, all around you. And the excitement of finding something that was hidden in the woods, maybe even 10 years ago, that's still there and has a log of all these people's names in it, it's just so satisfying to find geocaches. Hmm. Um, my next question is, how much do you, well, you just got a dog, so how much do you like your dog? <laughs> it's a complicated question. I love my dog with my whole heart, but right now, she's still a puppy, so she's still, you know, she's still bad sometimes, so I love her, and I like her, but I think I will like her even more when she is a little bit less bad, and a little bit better trained. Hmm. My second to last question is what um what kind of dog do you have? My dog is a rescue. Uh, so she's a nine month old puppy that we rescued from a pit bull rescue. So although she's mostly pit bull, she's also probably part boxer, we think, although we don't know. So she's she's a pit bull mix. Mm. Um and my last question is how old is your dog? Nine, about nine months. We don't know for sure because of the rescue. Mm. And she actually, she's right here, Griffin. She just brought a ball while we were on the phone. She brought me a ball, so I think she knew that we were talking about her. Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> and my last thing is, how, do you have anything else you want to share? Um, you know, Griffin, I just, I'm really excited that you're doing this podcast. I love podcasts, and I think it's a good way to get your ideas and your voice out into the world. So I'm looking forward to listening to more of, of you and, and your podcasting career. Well, you can learn more about that at BrickRadio, I think, dot com. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Griffin. Welcome to my second Twinterview segment. And this time I will be interviewing Michael. Michael, how are you? Good. So, who is older? Me. What is, do you have a twin connection? No. What is the worst part of being a twin? Um. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, what is your favorite part of being a twin? Um, I don't know. Is your relationship with Miriam different than your relationship with your older brother? How? Um, so, we don't have anything in common. And my That makes sense. Um, and here are the last questions. Do you like sharing your birthday? No. Um, what is the funniest thing about being a twin? Us um, fighting at a park. <laughs> is there anything else you would want to share? Um, and thank you for doing that. I don't know if you heard, Griffin, but there's this comet, Neowise, that was passing by Earth recently. It was actually visible. Um, I haven't seen it. It's, very, it's kind of hard to see. You have to have very dark sky, minimal light pollution. But I've seen pictures of it. People are seeing it. So I thought maybe we do conversation around that. And the thing is, I've been reaching out to astronomers. I haven't been able to find anybody yet 
Um, so I've also been thinking of other ideas, um, one of which being I, I studied geology in college, which is why I'm kind of the uh, resident uh, science guy on the team. Um, and my former professor and uh, kind of thesis advisor, somebody I work with very closely studying fossils out in the field, um, he is now at the Denver Museum, I think it's the Museum of the Rockies, and is just a very knowledgeable rocks and fossils and earth science kind of mm -hmm. guy. So I thought I could reach out to him and we could just connect maybe and you could, uh, you know, ask him all of your burning questions about the earth and rocks, et cetera. Wow, oh my God. I, sorry, I've never been in one of these kind of podcast podcasts ever in my life. Um, but what does what is that? Does that sound like? Uh, would you have some questions for um, James? Uh, is his name um, about um, rocks and fossils and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I I have a bunch of questions. Like, cool. Uh, well, I can um I can I reach out to him and see if we can either you know if we could get all of our schedules to align for a time for all of us to do a Zoom call like this. Um, and I guess, you know, backup could be, you could just send the questions or record the questions separately, but, you know, ideally we could all find the time to, to do it together. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, um, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the questions I have about episodes. <laughs> I have a bunch. Nice. Nice. Griffin, did you know about the comet Neowise? Um, not really, actually, not, not the most. I didn't either. I, until I, I have no published. idea what you just, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in second grade. I, uh, I did not know there was a comet there. I still haven't seen it, so I don't yeah. know if it's really up there. But I give it half a day before the International Space Station has to say, oh, we have to move it. There's a comet coming. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah? I think. I think. It just floats around, watched... getting out of the way of stuff? Yeah. For na for, from now, there's been no one up there until SpaceX, until the SpaceX launched that ship oh. into space. The, the internet. It just has a computer system right now, right? Is that my word about that? Or, um, I, I, I just read a book. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like you're the one who's going to tell us what the answer to that question is. I I don't yeah. know. Read the book. I don't really trust the book. I don't know if the book's true. It just says that it's being autopiloted by some thing that looks like it's a person, but it's not. There's part of uh, you know, geology and fossils is something called paleoclimates, which is studying the weather and climate patterns from past times. Maybe you guys can talk about that a little bit. Mm, yeah. Welcome to my Charlie segment. Now we will be introducing Charlie. Charlie. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, you know, I, um, I'm thrilled to be here in the science corner with you. And I was a bit of a geologist in the past and still am quite enthusiastic about science and geology and earth science. And, uh, you know, I brought some rocks here that I can show you and also wow. just happy to answer any questions you got. Yeah. Wow. Just right. Wow. Um, so my first question is, what kind of rocks do you collect? Great question. Some of the rocks are minerals. This is a mineral called garnet. So you can see this big, that's all one big uh, garnet. Wow, chunk. that is just that ginormous. Gi it's pretty ginormous. <gasps> Where'd you find that rock? That, that was actually from um, upstate New York. Uh, the um, 
Gore Mountain is an area where there's a garnet mine that actually anybody can visit. So I know you're in upstate New York. Maybe you can take a field trip there someday. Wow. Wow again. Um, <laughs> my next question is, are you interested in any like special plants like roses or any flowers? Definitely, definitely. I actually, this summer for the first time, I started planting vegetables on my fire escape. You know, I just live in a, a apartment here in Brooklyn, so I don't have a backyard or anything, but um, I've been planting lettuce and tomatoes. The tomatoes make little flowers, which are really pretty. Mm, I like that. Um, so I think I've heard that you are interested in space, right? Or am I wrong? You are correct, sir. Okay. Um, so what kind of parts of space are you interested in? That's a good question because space is quite large and vast, as I'm sure you know. It's kind of incomprehensibly large, you know, when we're talking about the universe. So I'm very interested in our little corner of space you know, our solar system. And I actually have a small telescope and it's pretty small, but it's strong enough that I can actually, and I did this last night, I can point it at Jupiter. You know, anybody can, you can actually see Jupiter up in the sky for the times of year when it's in the sky. So actually like tonight, if you look to the, uh, whatever that direction is kind of to the south, the brightest thing in the sky, it's Jupiter. And then also kind of bright next to it is Saturn. And when you look through a telescope, even a cheap little telescope that I have, you can actually see the four Galilean moons of Jupiter. So you'll see Jupiter, and then when you look through the telescope, you see four tiny little pricks of light. And those are four of Jupiter's many moons. Wow. Um, yeah. What is your favorite planet? Well, I think I'd have to say Earth, you know, I'm a little partial to planet Earth, but apart from Earth, I really like Saturn. I mean, the, those rings, I also forgot to say, with my cheap little telescope, I can even see the rings around Saturn. So you can just, you can actually see it, um, which is pretty amazing. Wow. Um... And did you know, there's one more thing about Saturn. There's a, you know that, you know what a hexagon is? That six-sided shape? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so on each pole of Saturn, there's a giant hexagon. And it's actually a giant hex hexagonal, hexagonally shaped storm that, you know, you can look this up on the internet. There's pictures of. It has a hexagon on each of its poles, and it's just a giant storm that I think that the storm itself, it's like a hurricane that's constantly happening. And I think it's something like three times the size of Earth, just this storm on each pole of Saturn. Mm. You um, might have to fact check me on some of this. Um, I think that is my last question. Do you have anything you want to say? Anything else? I'll just show you one more rock. This is uh, also from upstate New York. This is a fossilized trilobite head can you see that whoa whoa is that one of the um early animals before humans were alive yeah before humans so these things trilobites they went extinct i think around 250 million years ago so before the dinosaurs even but before the dinosaurs ruled the earth trilobites were like everywhere they were like the they were the dinosaurs of their time Mm, is that it? <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got for now. Thank you for uh, being such an eager listener. And I, you know, obviously we're just scratching the surface and you've got a bright future ahead of you. And I hope you continue to carry this curiosity about the natural world. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. And that is the end of our Chinese segment. Charlie, and the storm is only on the North Pole of Saturn and is more than twice as big as Earth, but not quite three times as big like Charlie said.
Um, it's been getting hotter and hotter every day. I yesterday, I I would think I could burn a egg on the sidewalk. Oh my goodness! Oh, it was That's pretty uh, bad. How are you staying like, cool? Staying inside. I can't. I I can't go anywhere. So I've just been staying inside. Yeah. So they say kids don't carry COVID, and my mom's and my mom said to me, or to my grandma, oh my gosh, kids do carry COVID. They just ha- can't haven't been going anywhere, so they don't get COVID. And I think that's true because we haven't been go. We're not allowed to go anywhere. I have like this one friend. I have like two friends that come up here. One that dad just had surgery, and has a bro- little brother. And is now really freaked out about COVID. And then one of them, who kind of is freaked out of COVID, not that much, not, not, not too much, and has a ring doorbell, which oh, we wow. have. Oh yeah, you ever see anything? You ever see anything crazy happen on the ring? A bunch of crimes, like oh. over the. You will get ninety. We one the highest. You can get ninety five like notifications in one night and then you can get like 53 in the day oh my gosh what are some of the what do the notifications say one of the there was a crime where someone stole two packages and then went through the backyard of someone's house the exact same guy and creep and there's a bunch of houses that say safe or lost pet or crime and you can tap on them and there's a bunch of away modes. I've been trying to get my mom to allow us to get the ring doorbell thing where it's over your garage and it turns on the light and the security system. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. This one is just a camera. Is that how it works? Uh, this one's just a ring doorbell ring. They updated it for there's an alarm. Uh, <clears throat> it's like, it's crazy. Does the alarm go <laughs> off? often if you're getting that many notifications uh, no you can set the alarm off it will go oh, oh to like scare people away if you see something or to know or so that they know it's like you can talk and see what they're doing ah wild and, you, and if there's still something you can turn on the alarm and it will go on for 30 seconds go, or something like that i don't know oh my gosh that is so futuristic and I have done my Alexa, so if there's any breaking glass, she will, she will do the emergency system. <laughs> I'm, oh my so, God. I'm so secure. There's... Whoa, that's so advanced. How did you, you even think of that? Um, actually, I'm an Alexa think of, think of that. Uh. She's given me all the, she gives me all the notifications of what's going, of, of what's new with the Alexa or something. Oh, that's nice. I need to check what my mom's buying. She's been buying. She's been sleeping on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm gonna call it sleepernet. Oh man. She's been, she's been buying stuff while she's like at night. <laughs> I mean, haven't we all? In a way, I am guilty. I'm guilty of that crime, too. I like sleepernet. That sounds a lot more. It sounds a lot cooler than how it feels. Yes, to she has to work. 48 like 48 hours a day to oh. get <laughs> I no, she, I agree. she she does all the work and then she gets no credit for yeah it. I'm sorry to hear <laughs> that attention passengers we have a doctor on board who's going to tell us about her job Now, introducing Dr. Amy Caruso-Brown. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Um, good. Um, here's my first question. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, well, my name is Amy Caruso-Brown, as you said, and I am a pediatric oncologist. So I'm a doctor who takes care of children with cancer. Uh, and I also teach medical students who are studying to be doctors, and I do a lot of writing, and that's pretty much me. Mm. Um, here's my second question. What is your favorite part of your job? My 
favorite part of my job is that every day is different um and and every day is sort of exciting and new and so I don't have the same job from day to day some days might be days that I spend writing or days that I spend interviewing people about their experiences or some days I'm in the hospital or in my office and I see patients and talk to their parents and families um, or some days I'm teaching students so every day is a little bit that's the best part Hmm. what is the hardest part of your job which is my second next question uh, the hardest part, well, it depends a little bit on the day, um, but sometimes the hard part is when I have to tell someone or tell a family something that's really sad, or when sometimes children have diseases that we can't fix and we can't get rid of, and that's probably the hardest part. Oh, that is very sad. Um, here's my next question. Um, what, how do you deal with hard parts of your job? That's a really good question. Um, so I lots of different ways. Sometimes I talk to my family and to the people I love about what's hard and to my friends. And I have lots, I have lots of friends who do what I do because we got to know each other when we were going to school, learning to be doctors and then learning to take care of kids. So I can always call them and talk to them. Sometimes I write about the families and the, the kids who I'm really close to and I've taken care of for a long time. So sometimes I write about their stories and I share those stories with their families and we publish them and share them with other people. And that helps a lot, knowing that other people read about these children um, who I loved and who I took care of and that they learn from their stories. So I think that helps. And sometimes I just go and play my piano. Um. Oh, that is so um good and great. I don't even know how to say that. Um, here's my next question. How do you feel working with kids? I love it. It is so fun. It is the best the best kind of doctor you can be is a pediatrician. Uh, because kids like to play, you know, because you're a kid. Kids like to play, and so when we go into work, everything is really colorful, and there's always lots of toys around. And we get to ask kids really fun questions like we have something called Make-A-Wish where kids who have been sick for a long time can get their wish granted, whatever that wish is. So sometimes patients come in and they've just come back from Disney World or they've gone to a race car driving school or done something else really fun for their wish and we get to talk about it. Um, so I love taking care of kids. And they're really funny honest when you ask them questions. Yeah. Um, here is my next question. Um, tell us about um, your inc- inclusion work and why it's so important. My inclusion work. So a long, long time ago when I was in college, I did, um, I was learning, I was figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I did a lot of work with some doctors and some researchers who were trying to figure out why people who are going to have babies might not go see their doctors as often as we think they should. And one of the reasons they figured out is sometimes those those patients, especially if those patients were black, didn't feel safe in those doctor's offices. And they didn't feel like that was an inclusive space. They felt that they were being judged, um, especially if their doctor didn't have the same skin color or didn't understand about racism, some of the problems that they faced as black women. And so I learned a lot from that and I got very interested in how we could make being a doctor more inclusive um, and how we can get more people from all different backgrounds, people who grew up poor, people from, with all different skin colors and who grew up speaking different languages and different countries, how can we can get them into medicine so that when patients come to see us, they see people who look like them and they see people who don't look like them and who look like them working together and then they'll know that it's a safe space for them and that they can talk to us and tell us about their problems and that will help them um, and not judge them for what they look like or where they come from. Um, that is great. Um, here's my next question, which is going to be a real turnaround. What has it been like going to Black Life, Black Lives Matter protests? Um, well, as you know, we went we went to the protest in Syracuse uh, a couple of months ago, and that was the first. I guess that was the first time that I had been to a protest with my son, who is eight years old. Um, and so 
for what matters to them. Um, and really seeing our community being the, being in the same place and being supportive of each other. So I thought it was really wonderful and positive. Mm, I like that answer. Is there anything else you want to say? Um, no, this has been really fun. Do you have any other questions for me? Um, no, that is it. Thank okay. you so Thanks, much. Griffin. That is the end of this segment. Welcome to the end of my Twinterview segment. Um, this is my together questions. Um, the first question, what is the best thing about your family? Our dog! Well, that's a obvious choice. Um, what's it called? What is your favorite thing to do together? Nothing. I Nothing? Thought, I thought you uh, liked things. Minecraft and Roblox. Ooh, that's cool. Um, so that is the end of our Twinterview segment. Goodbye for the for this segment. We will now be seeing a babysitter in the next aisle. Now, introducing my babysitter and also my friend, Kelly. Kelly, are you ready? I'm ready. Kelly, my first question is, what are some studying tips for high school? Good question. I would say always stay on top of your work so it doesn't pile up at the end of the week or end of, end of the semester. And they always made sure to stay after most days with my teachers so I could ask questions about homework or projects that were assigned. And using a planner was very helpful to plan out my time and work schedule. Where are you going to college? I will be attending Binghamton University. Uh, what might... What are you majoring in? I'm majoring in mechanical engineering. How did you get interested in this field? So I took engineering classes all throughout high school starting in ninth grade, and I really enjoyed building and coding for many different projects. And I was also in engineering club, which introduced me to real-life engineering problems that we could solve. And I was able to work in a big group, which is helpful in coming up with unique solutions. Are you excited for college? Yes, I'm very excited for college. I'm a little nervous for the amount of work I will get, but I'm also excited to learn new things in a new environment. I also can't wait to meet new people and to get involved in fun clubs and activities. Um, my last question is, do you know people from high school going to Binghamton? Yes, yeah, so there are seven of us going to Binghamton this year, but none of them are engineering majors. Mm. Um, that is the end of this segment. Thank you, Kelly. It is time to get hooked up to the in-flight Wi-Fi and check our voice messages. This is Evie from Evanston, Illinois. And um, a book I like is Babies Club. Hi, I'm Jane. I'm from Chicago. I'm five years old. Did you know a walk? I have a wobble today. Come on. Bingo messages. I think Griffin has at least a few questions he wanted to ask all of you, so, so definitely. Uh -oh. Um, including yes, some I audio from this call. I remember one. <laughs> I don't know if I remember the rest. Um, the first one was about living in Brooklyn, right? Right, though. I think that's right. I don't know. There's no right and wrong. Ask us anything you want to ask us. Yeah. About anything. Um, what was the other question? Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. How does it feel to live in Brooklyn and what is what is it like in Brooklyn? Are those the exact same questions or am I wrong? Oh. People can interpret them how they interpret them. <laughs> uh, what's it like living in Brooklyn? Um, I'd say the first thing that comes to mind is like uh, Brooklyn is just so vast that in a way it's like, um, you know, we call the podcast Brooklyn USA and in some ways it feels like Brooklyn is its entire own 
country or like the whole world kind of shrunk into one borough, you know, just not just the, first of all, the, the people, you know, you have representation from people and cultures from all around the world and we're all um, here living together, interacting together in the streets every day. And it's a beautiful thing to see, but then also just kind of the diversity of experiences that are out, out there in Brooklyn. You know, we have, have beaches, we have parks, we have, you know, historical landmarks and museums. And so I'd say it's just, yeah, this vast, beautiful, beautiful, diverse place that, um, you know, I've lived in now for, I've been in Brooklyn for uh, just over 10 years and um, there's no end to the things to explore and do here in Brooklyn. Mm, very nice. I, I like it. Um, I would say right now it feels very hot to live in Brooklyn. Um, you're the weatherman, but I'm pretty sure it's going to get to 100 degrees today, they said on the radio this morning. Maybe you have wait, better information. Wait, let me see. Let me see. Sorry. Because oh, 100 is crazy. Um, while you look that up, I'd say it's hot, but it's nice. Um, the city um, seems to be coming back to life. It's going to get to the night. I don't know about 100, but it's going to get to 91 is the highest. Thursday at 1 a.m. it will be 79 degrees and it gets hotter as the day goes along. The highest is at 5 p.m. So the highest for you guys will be 91 at 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. I, I usually change it a little bit in the weather forecast. What do you so. mean? But, well, when I see the weather, I change it to like one degree more or something. <gasps> that just, just to make it different from ah. the weather that's said why do you do that well my mom says i don't i don't really know why my mom says do that i like it wait, that's wait. your trademark i like knowing that oh to, to keep it different so it doesn't look like i just looked it up the regular uh. way even though i did i just changed it <laughs> i remember that the old, the old griffin bump i did that a lot in uh every grade of school i ever was in just slightly changed something <laughs> So. I did that a lot in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recognize that logic. Um, but yes, my short answer is that living in Brooklyn feels hot and also nice. Those are my general um, answers. Should I, should I do Emily? Should sure. I, it's your interview. Uh, uh, Emily. Yeah, I would say, like Sasha was starting to say, the city is sort of starting to wake up a little bit. So there's like activity happening. Um, I live across the street from a little park and the other night there was a little roller skating party happening. There was like music and everyone had light up wheels and yeah, lots of good new sounds in the street and um, yeah, and energy. And that feels really good after a few months of quiet, sort of creepy lockdown. Um, I agree with Emily. Um, I feel like Brooklyn is very chill at this moment, especially with all the fireworks being officially over with. Now the main thing to worry about is just how to deal with the heat wave. But besides that, you know, um, I feel like Brooklyn is creative because everybody finds like their own way to deal with the same issues, but just in unique ways. Like for example, um, I ended up going to the store the other day and um, I've seen somebody open up the fire hydrant. I haven't seen that done since I was a little kid and whatnot. So I would have to say, I feel like Brooklyn is very unique and vintage in my opinion. Mm, I like that. <laughs> okay, I, I do I do just like a very quick. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm living actually, my neighborhood is very close to uh, the water. And they used to be before, you know, this lockdown. And I used to go to the theater and the museums, the concerts almost all the time. So I was really enjoying the city of, you know, New York, of course. But after that, now it's becoming it's very quiet. So I dis I'm kind of like discovering it's more like a relaxing and then like a peaceful 
my neighborhood. <laughs> so I really enjoying my neighborhood and my, you know, like a Brooklyn. So I just, you know, feel so happy about that. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I feel. I, I like that one. I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say I like everyone's. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll go next. So I have a confession to you. Um, I haven't actually lived in Brooklyn for four months now, more than four months. I've lived in Ellicott City, Maryland, because when the pandemic happened, I um, kind of like with my husband, we came um, to his parents' house and we've been staying there ever since. And so we're coming back to Brooklyn this month, this week this weekend on Saturday. And I feel very nervous in a way coming back because I don't know if Brooklyn has changed or if it hasn't changed. So it's something that, yeah, I'm really excited, but I'm also, you know how you feel like when you haven't, you know, you haven't seen a really good friend, like what your best friend for the whole summer. And then, you know, when school starts, you're oh, like, you know, like, do they still consider me their best friend? You know, have we drifted apart? The summer's, you know, have, have they, uh, have we grown apart? Have we changed? You know, so that's how I feel, you know. I, I, well, I, I had this, I had this really good friend in first grade and then she moved to Florida and she said she would come back in the summer and she's never kind of came back. Which all my friends, my, like my friend Susanna, which is a A student who aces basically every test in the entire classroom, um, was one of, uh, who's it called's best friend. And I think she liked that. Um, that, 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 that I'm just saying that we lost one of my friends. I'm just saying that. But what, what we got well, maybe, maybe you have room for a new friend now. Maybe it's just uh, it opened up a friend slot. I, I think I have over the top friends. I last year we had like the hundred. Maybe it could fit around our circle of cars. Whoa! <laughs> Wait, you have a hundred friends? Um, a hundred families. Maybe uh. maybe two hundred friends. What? <laughs> Wow, then yeah, I think you could afford to have one or two move to Florida. Yeah, I'll take them, Griffin. I could use some more. Yeah, if any of them move to Brooklyn, introduce them to us. We could all use some friends. Yeah, send all your friends a link to the show. Passengers, we will be landing in Brooklyn, USA shortly. The local time in Brooklyn is 12 p.m. The weather is hot, 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 hot. Here is junior meteorologist Griff City with the weekend weather report. Weekend weather with Griffin. Weekend weather with Griffin. Hey everyone, it's Junior Meteorologist Griff City, talking about the weekend weather. Your city, Brooklyn, USA. Friday, high, 79, low, 72. It will be showery. Saturday, high, 84, low, 75. It will be partly cloudy. Sunday, high, 86, low, 77. It will be scattered thunderstorms. Weekly fun fact. Did you know that the largest jumbo jet first built was the 747? Thank you for listening, Brooklyn! We have descended. Please hold on. It may be a very bumpy landing. There are some strong winds in Brooklyn. My name is Kristen Werner, and on behalf of our captain and crew, thank you for flying with Brooklyn USA Airlines. Brooklyn USA is produced by me, Sasha Mathias. And me, Emily Bogosian. And me, Shirin Barry. And me, Charlie Hoxie. And me, Carol Palmer. And me, Mayumi Sato. 
but mostly by Brick Radio Junior Meteorologist Griff City, his producer Taylor Cook, his little sister Maddie, and his mom, Lauren Germain. We'll be back in September with a fresh batch of stories from the fresh hell we live in. And if you'd like to share yours, check the show notes for a link to our handy guide on how to record and send us a voice memo. If there's something you want us to know about or a story or topic that you think we should be covering, you can email us at brooklynusapodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please comment, like, share, and subscribe. And follow at BrickTV on Twitter and Instagram for updates. For more information on this and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. So with that, are there any other things people want to say? Stay cool. Nope. Stay cool, y'all. I heard okay. it's going to be 91 today. So. so. Oh, probably that means 90. <laughs> that is the funniest. That I had no so idea. Funny. I loved that. <laughs> he was so great. Um, okay. See you on the other side, weirdos. <laughs> um, see you Bye, monthly. People. See you once a month, <laughs> officially. <laughs> <laughs>